Confirmation. Conformation. Each of those words, my brothers and sisters, has 12 letters, 11 of which are exactly the same. But the change that we find in the second word, the change of the I in confirmation to the O of conformation, makes a huge difference. So much so that it actually changes a work of the Holy Spirit into a work of Satan. Confirmation, of course, is one of the seven sacraments. As such, it is one of the Holy Spirit's greatest works. It's also our personal participation in the event of Pentecost, which we heard about in today's first reading from Acts chapter 2. Pentecost, which occurred 50 days after Easter, was what I would call a spiritual game-changer. Prior to that event, the disciples, the apostles, were weak and fearful, unsure of themselves, they were unsure of the truth. But after the Spirit descended on them at Pentecost, they were exactly the opposite. And they not only were different as individual persons, they were also different from other persons, from other persons who had not been anointed with the Holy Spirit in the way that they had been anointed. That's clear from today's first reading, when the people in Jerusalem at Pentecost Sunday heard the apostles preaching and speaking in tongues. They took notice, did they not? They said, in effect, hey, these guys are different. Something's happened to them. Each of us hears them speaking in his own native language. Catechism of the Catholic Church says this about confirmation. It is the sacrament which gives the Holy Spirit in order to root us more deeply in the divine filiation, incorporate us more firmly into Christ, strengthen our bond with the Church, associate us more closely with her mission, and help us bear witness to the Christian faith in words accompanied by deeds. We receive the Holy Spirit for the first time when we're baptized. Through the sacrament of baptism, original sin is taken away, we're born again of water and the Spirit, and we receive sanctifying grace into our souls. So why do we receive the Spirit again at confirmation? What's the purpose? Well, we receive this second outpouring of the Spirit in confirmation to help us live out our baptismal commitment to Christ and His Church by bearing witness to the Christian faith in words accompanied by deeds, as the Catechism tells us in that text I just quoted to you. And this is where, for many young people who are being confirmed these days, confirmation gets overshadowed. It gets overshadowed, it gets usurped by what I would call Conformation, which is basically the desire to conform, the desire to be just like everybody else, instead of trying to be the person that God wants you to be. These young people need to hear and take seriously the words of St. Paul in Romans 12. There Paul says this, I beg you through the mercy of God to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. 
Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may judge what is God's will, what is good and pleasing and perfect. Do not conform to this age. Don't live your lives, in other words, in conformation to the ungodly ideas of the world in which you live. But many of our confirmed young people are doing just that. As Father Bessie of Happy Memory would say, they are allowing the world to squeeze them into its mold. This comes home to me every time one of our faithful teenagers, and thankfully we do have a number of faithful teenagers in this community, this comes home to me every time I hear one of them say to me, Father Ray, we had a discussion in class today about abortion. And I was the only one who said abortion is wrong. Or someone will say to me, Father Ray, I was talking with a group of my friends recently, and they said that they all believe in gay marriage. Another one will say, Father Ray, one of the teens who works with me said he doesn't see anything wrong with living together before marriage. And on and on it goes. Now, I could understand if these faithful teenagers who come to me were going to school and working and hanging around with a bunch of atheists and devil worshippers. But most of the kids they're talking about here are baptized and confirmed Catholics. And yet they believe all of these things that are contrary to the gospel of Christ. That's conformation. The grace of confirmation, my brothers and sisters, is the grace to live the faith and defend the faith and spread the faith. It's a gift from Almighty God Himself. But it's a gift that we have to freely accept and freely put to use. Have you ever received a gift from another person that you've never used? I have a number of times. The gift is yours. You have it in your possession. But it doesn't do you any good whatsoever because you're not using it. Well, that's precisely the way many young people and many not-so-young people respond to the grace that was given to them at their confirmation. They receive that grace into their souls, yes, but they don't allow it to change them and strengthen them in the way that the Apostles allowed the Spirit to change and strengthen them at Pentecost. Many of them don't even go to church anymore. You know, we had almost 60 young people confirmed here in Westerly a couple of weeks ago. It happened over at St. Clair's. I wonder how many of them have been to Mass since then. I hope and pray they all have. But I definitely wouldn't bet the farm on it. I wouldn't even bet half the farm. Is it any wonder, therefore, that so many of our youth today are depressed and confused? I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Today's second reading from Galatians 5, St. Paul contrasts the works of the flesh with the fruits of the Spirit. The works of the flesh he mentions there are some of the activities that flow 
from a life of conformation. Immorality, impurity, lust, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, rivalry, jealousy, outbursts of fury, acts of selfishness, dissensions, factions, occasions of envy, drinking bouts, orgies, and the like. The kinds of activities, in other words, that eventually lead to depression and confusion and a lot of other bad things. Then Paul mentions the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which happily are some of the realities that are found in the life of somebody who is living in the grace of his or her confirmation. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Confirmation, conformation. Two similar words with two very different meanings, signifying two very different lifestyles that take people in two very different directions, both in this life and in eternity. So we pray today, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful on this Pentecost Sunday. Fill us that we might say yes to the grace of our confirmation every day. And no to the constant temptation we face to conform our lives to the world and its ways. May our young people follow our example and do the very same thing. And this we ask through Christ our Lord.